Hey friends, it's Jenna Overbaugh here. I'm a licensed professional counselor and I'm here to help you do all the hard things, including busting through your fear, intrusive thoughts, and worry so you can live your best life. Some of my earliest memories were being anxious and I lived my life that way until I learned more about OCD and anxiety. Since then, I learned as much as I could and I've been helping people overcome their fear and worry since 2008. Over the years, I've acquired some of the best education, training, and empowerment tools to help you understand your brain a little bit better and to finally overcome all of that fear that's been holding you back. Now, if you're ready to learn more, let's get to it. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Hey, hey, welcome back to another episode of All the Hard Things. My name is Jenna and I'm here to break down all of the difficult to understand what the heck does that mean concepts as it relates to OCD, anxiety, mental health and recovery. I'm a licensed professional counselor and today we are going to jump into a question that I get quite a bit, which is, is XYZ, insert activity or thing here, good or bad for OCD and anxiety? And specifically today, we're going to talk about journaling. I get this question specifically about journaling quite a bit. Um, we're going to make it a little bit more broad, and then we're going to dial it back down specifically about the journaling. Um, but before we get too, too far into it, the reason why I wanted to chat about this topic in particular is because... I'm actually hosting my first ever journaling with Jenna session. It's going to be taking place on Monday, March 20th. If you're listening to this podcast, um, you still have a couple of days to sign up for that. This is in 2023. So March 20th, 2023 is when my first journaling with Jenna session is going down. And if you're listening to this and you want to learn more about it, you can head to my website at www.jennaoverbod.com lpc.com and hit journal right at the top. It's a big link that just says journal and you'll learn all about it. So it's going to be 60 seconds with me, a bunch of other people from the OCD and anxiety community. And we're just going to spend 60 minutes together, hanging out, journaling, focusing on our dang selves and, you know, really taking that more structured and guided and solution-oriented approach to journaling, which I think is really, really important if you're going to be engaging in this behavior. So um, going to be great March 20th. Go ahead and sign up on my website. I will also post the links in my show notes. But first things first, let's talk about is XYZ good or bad for OCD and anxiety? And of course, I'm going to hit you guys with the most frustrating response, which is it depends. No behavior is inherently good or bad. It's all about WTF. <laughs> like, WTF, what's the function? Okay. So, I want you guys to be asking yourselves that question pretty liberally. So, what's the function of journaling? What's the function of taking this supplement? Or what's the function of exercise? I get a lot of questions about, you know, is exercise good for OCD and anxiety? Is meditation good for OCD and anxiety? Is journaling good for OCD and anxiety? It's like, well, I, it would be so much easier to just say yes or no, but nothing in life is that simple, right? 
So it all depends. There's no behavior that's inherently good or bad. It's all about the function, meaning why am I doing this behavior? What am I doing it for? What am I hoping to get out of it? Am I doing it out of anxiety or a sense of urgency and desperation? Am I doing it out of a fear that if I don't do this thing in this exact way and right now that something bad is going to happen if I don't? Is it due to me trying to distract myself or avoid, maybe avoid bad emotions or just that like general experience of anxiety? We don't like that feeling of anxiety. By the way, that's called experiential avoidance. Are we doing it to get over something or are we doing it to get through something, right? And it might seem very, very nuanced, but there is a big difference between that. To get over something and to get rid of it versus to get through something or to try to accept it. So with that said, it all comes down to you really being honest with yourselves and taking that inventory of why am I doing this? What am I hoping to get out of it? Am I doing it more so on anxiety's terms? And again, out of that sense of urgency and desperation, or am I doing it because I just want to? (laughs) And maybe I just want to comes with a little bit more curiosity versus desperation. Maybe, you know, if you're doing it for kind of the quote unquote right reasons or the okay for recovery reasons, you know, I'm thinking that there's probably a little bit more curiosity to it versus desperation, that there's a little bit more flexibility in how you do it and when you do it. And it's not necessarily something that's super rigid or has to be done a certain way. I'm also thinking that it can be done on your terms, right? Like if you get to it, you get to it. If you don't, that's fine too. But typically when we're doing something as a compulsion, right, it feels like we have to do it right away. It feels like we have to do it urgently. And if we don't, then something bad will happen. So that's the same thing it goes for exercise. I always laugh. People laugh at me for this. Um, The people that I train sometimes to become, you know, OCD specialists and OCD therapists, I always tell them eating bacon could literally become a compulsion, right? Anything could become a compulsion. There's not an exhaustive list of like, yep, if you do this, this is a compulsion. And if you are doing this, then you're in the clear and you're fine. It's just so much more complicated than that. And anything with mental health is going to be more complicated than that. So don't get too hung up in the specifics. We really need you to think a little bit more critically about this stuff, right? So again, anything could be a compulsion. You really need to think about why you are doing it. What is the function of you engaging this behavior? What are you hoping to get out of it? And again, no behavior is inherently good or bad. It's all about why you're doing it. If you dig all of the stuff that you hear me talk about on my podcast, I want to direct you guys to one of my good friends podcasts that I know if you give it a try, you will also love. His name is Zach Westerbeck, and he is an advocate. He is a motivational speaker. He's been through some stuff, you guys. He struggled with severe anxiety, deep depression, and he's come out on the other side. And now he has kind of turned all of that into a wonderful podcast. It's called You're Not Alone. And you can find it on Spotify, Listen Notes, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. But in this podcast, the You're Not Alone podcast, he uncovers strategies, he brings on experts, people who are well-trained and highly skilled in their areas of expertise. I've been on there uh, a time or two, so go ahead and find those episodes. I'm kind of biased, but they're really, really amazing. Uh, And we go over tactics and actionable steps that you can apply to make sure that you are living a life of passion, fulfillment, and happiness. So it's a really great podcast, you guys. He has so many awesome experts on there that I just love. 
So you can find that again by going to wherever you get your podcasts and looking for the You're Not Alone podcast. Shout out to Zach Westerbeck. He does amazing work here. So back to this, right? I want to dive deeper a little bit into journaling in specific now that we've kind of talked about why there's a little bit more that we have to think critically about, right? It's not just, yes, this is good. No, this is bad. You have to think a little bit more deeply about it. But let's talk more specifically about journaling. So again, journaling is not necessarily bad or good for OCD and anxiety. It's all about how and why you're doing it. So here is how I see journaling not go well for people who have OCD and anxiety and in general, right? And so when I'm talking about journaling, I guess there are a couple of different ways that one could journal. Um, I'm thinking of two different types of journaling. So there are, you know, those people who do that kind of unstructured journaling where they just like thought vomit kind of onto the page and they just write anything and everything that's on their mind and it comes out and, you know, it's just a natural kind of flow. Um, that could be helpful for some people. And of course, there's always exceptions, right? Like take what I'm saying with a grain of salt. If it doesn't apply to you, eat the fruit, spit out the seeds, you know, you are way more complex and way more individualized than I could ever boil down into a single podcast episode. So if this is your jam, go for it. If it's not your jam, this might be why. Um, but that unstructured kind of where you just go and you write down everything, there's no specific prompts or guidance. I don't think that that's probably something that I would recommend for people who have OCD and anxiety, you know, and who are struggling with those kinds of behaviors, right? And the problem with the unstructured type of journaling is that there are no really specific prompts. It's not really guided. They're just kind of unloading things onto the page. And it kind of is reminiscent to me of rumination, right? So it's kind of reminiscent of rumination where it's just like, I'm just going to say whatever's on my mind and I'm going to cyclically kind of talk about or think about or write about the same thing. And I'm just going to keep uncovering and uncovering and uncovering and uncovering and going deeper and deeper and deeper into that rabbit hole without actually doing anything about it, right? Um, so as, as long as it's unstructured like that, I feel like it's really hard to not make it into this verbal or written rumination kind of thing. So uh, we know that rumination is not just something that can be done mentally or in our heads. It can obviously be done with others, you know, right? Like that verbal rumination. I think that's why talk therapy is generally not helpful for people who have OCD and anxiety. You just kind of talk about the same thing over and over and over again. And of course you could do it on paper too, right? Why not? Um, if you can do it alone and in your head and you can do it with others, then of course you could certainly engage in the same problematic type of behavior in paper in an unstructured journaling format. So when things do not have specific prompts, they're not guided, and someone is just unloading a bunch of their thoughts onto the page, that might be something that temporarily makes someone feel better, right? Like I've certainly heard of people who say like, I just got to get it all out and then I feel better. You know, that's great. But if you are struggling with OCD and anxiety and you feel like that is something that's very temporarily relieving, but it doesn't lead to anything actually good in the long term, and you find yourself having to do more of it and more compulsively and more urgently, then I would maybe question the, the mechanisms behind which you are journaling, right? Maybe you would benefit from a more structured or guided approach, which is what we are going to be doing at Journaling with Jenna. Um, so, Journaling with Jenna, like I mentioned previously, it is 
not uh, unguided. It is not just unloading of things onto a page. I am very uh, meticulously thinking of and selecting prompts that are very focused on your recovery, that are very focused on, you know, okay, what are we going to do about this type of thing? So I think that brings me to my next thing, which is why I don't like that typical kind of just unloading things onto the page type of situation with journaling because typically it's focused on the problem and not the solution, right? It can very easily turn into this like woe is me type of situation and just wind up making you feel worse, make you feel more depressed, more lost, more confused, more doubtful. You kind of uncover one more, you know, layer of the of the ick, right? And it just makes you feel worse and you kind of walk away from that I can't imagine that when you're just talking about the problem rather than the solution that you walk away feeling better, right? That you walk away feeling optimistic and lighter. Um, So just be careful with that too. You know, if you are going to be journaling, especially in this unstructured way, you want to make sure that you are focused on the solution and not necessarily on the problem. You want to make sure that at the very least, right, you have a balance of both rather than it being focused entirely on the problem. So like I said, how I typically see it being done in people who have OCD and anxiety or who are more vulnerable to developing OCD and anxiety, I see it being done very urgently. Like, oh my gosh, I just have to get my thoughts out because otherwise they're too much. And if they're too much, then I'm just going to (laughs) implode. I'm just going to explode and be uncomfortable forever. And if I journal, maybe I'll get closer to a solution. It all is very reminiscent of rumination to me right? Like if I just figure it out, if I just think about it a little bit more, I'll get to a solution. I just have to get it out and then I'll feel better. And we know that that's not true. We know that that's not true. So how it should be used and how it can be used effectively, right? I want to make sure that people are using it to get through and to kind of work on accepting the anxiety and the emotional discomfort that comes with it rather than necessarily solving something or fixing it, right? I want to make sure that people are not doing it in a way that's urgent or desperate. I also don't even really encourage people to journal while they're actively anxious, right? Like I kind of want them to just allow themselves to be anxious. If they're doing this while they're actively anxious, I think it definitely runs the risk of turning into a compulsion, right? Um, I don't necessarily want it to be used as a way to make people feel better. Definitely, you know, wanting people to do it more from a place of curiosity and preference versus this sense of need and urgency and desperation. With that said, I freaking love journaling. I journal, I try to journal every day, but I also, it would have to be, and it's always been for me, it's always been a structured journal. Um, I can link some of my favorites in the show notes here, but I could not imagine myself enjoying or finding benefit from unstructured journaling, right? Where you just kind of open up a piece of paper and journal and get it all out. Um, I love structured journaling. I love like having a question or a prompt and then thinking about it and kind of letting my mind go where it goes. Um, Maybe it's not even something that's necessarily on my mind right now, right? Maybe it's not even necessarily about OCD or anxiety. Maybe it's about my goals for the future or you know, writing a letter to somebody who I haven't talked to in a while, right? Like I do think that all of those more structured approaches have been really, really helpful for me. Um, And I would totally recommend that um, if I had a choice, I would totally recommend something more guided and structured to somebody with OCD and anxiety than not. So 
The journal that I use all the time is Silk and Sonder. I have it here. It is not sponsored. I just love them. It is a monthly planner slash journal. And I'm just opening up the one that I have for March. Um, some of the prompts that they have are, let me see here. Um, it gives you a quote and then it asks you kind of what your thoughts are about that. Um, it also asks you kind of what are you currently feeling right now? What are you currently doing right now? What are you currently watching right now? Um, there's another little prompt here. Um, a picture of gratitude. Open your phone or photo album and find photos that you like. Why are you grateful for these photos? What are you grateful for in these photos? Um, noticing nature game. Finding some flowers or think about flowers that you've seen before. What do you notice about the flowers that are blooming? What sounds do you hear? Take a deep breath. How does the air smell today? I love that stuff. We don't always have to be journaling about our thoughts and our emotions or our mental health conditions, right? We can journal about other things too. I also have always loved Monica Sweeney. If you look her up on Amazon, um, again, not sponsored, but she has a lot of different um, structured journals. I like those ones because she swears and that's just more authentic to me. Um, so yeah, I think that those more structured journalings are great and definitely go for it. I would steer clear if you can from the more unstructured things. If you find that that's not been super helpful for you, but you still want to give journaling a try, 100% recommend finding. And you can even just look it up on Amazon, right? If you Google or you look up on Amazon structured journal, you'll find a bunch of things that are going to be very, very helpful for you. So in summary, you guys, there's no behavior that is inherently good or bad. It's all about how and why you're doing it. So you really have to think a little bit more critically about that one, right? Journaling can be great if it's structured, if it's done from a place of curiosity rather than from a place of urgency and desperation. And as long as it's done in such a way that it helps you move through the anxiety and learn to accept it and move forward with it, not just get rid of it or, or escape it completely. And one more chance, there is another um, opportunity here, another kind of shout out to Journaling with Jenna. Again, this is in 2023, so I don't know when you guys are listening to this, but Journaling with Jenna, our first session is taking place on Monday, March 20th. going to be 60 minutes of us just hanging out, engaging in a nice structured journaling sesh, and I know the prompts already. It's going to be incredible. You're going to walk away from this journaling session feeling empowered, clear, laser focused, and ready to freaking rock the rest of your recovery. So I want to give one last shout out to, to Zach Westerbeck and his podcast, the You're Not Alone podcast. I will link all of those things in the show notes in addition to the journals that I mentioned. If you liked this podcast, you guys, make sure that you go and check out some of the other podcasts. We have so many by this point. Oh my gosh, such a great foundation for you to learn more about this. But I want you to also come and say hi on Instagram or on TikTok. I'm on jenna.overbaugh. Um, you can also go to my website at www.jennaoverbaughlpc.com. I have workshops there that will help give you an even more in-depth look and understanding of all of these concepts, plus worksheets, plus an, an email newsletter freebie that you can sign up for that's been told, I've been told has been just a total game changer. And I think that's pretty much it. So this was a, a, a fun time. Um, I cannot wait to hear your thoughts about journaling. I would love it if you have a journal that you work on yourself or some prompts that you have found particularly helpful. Send me a DM, send me an email. I would love to hear your thoughts. 
So until next time, you guys, I hope you get in all of the journaling. I hope you think about this a little bit more in depth. Keep me posted on your thoughts. And until then, keep doing all the hard things. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast. It would mean the world to me if you would take a quick minute to please give it a review. And while you're at it, check out my website at www.jennaoverbaughlpc.com to sign up for my free email newsletter that includes an instant free downloadable PDF to help jumpstart your OCD and anxiety recovery journey. You can also find me on Instagram or TikTok at jenna.overbaugh. If you liked what you listened to here, you can download some of my workshops and courses on OCD, anxiety, and treatment at my website as well. Thank you so much again for tuning in and until next time, keep doing all the hard things.